0: you're about to listen to a message from the life point church a warm and friendly home for the young at heart lord it's such a privilege to call you by your name said if your people who are called by your name will humble themselves you will hear from heaven lord we thank you because we know our requests have gone up you've heard from heaven because we use the name of jesus so lord as we share your word today i ask that the name of jesus be glorified and that blessings come to the sons of men. That Lord, the character of Jesus Christ be perfected in every heart. So that Lord, as we go from here, we will be carriers of the, of the Jesus nature. We will be reflections of your love to the whole earth. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and worship. And God's people say, amen. Come on, you can say it better. God's people say, amen and amen. All right, you can have your seat. God bless you god bless you god bless you awesome ah put your hands together for jesus praise god praise god um i'm so happy to be here this morning i'm looking at the timer and like six minutes has gone um yeah but so f- uh, just a little groundwork i want to do before we start so who knows what today is sorry Our anniversary. How many people are excited about the Elevation Church's 11th? Awesome. Please, you can put your hands together. You can do better than that. We're giving thanks to God for 11 years of continued sustained glory. You know, It's been an amazing ride so far. We're so grateful to, to God for how far he's brought us. And you know what? We look towards the next 11 years with expectation that he who has begun this work with us, in us, will be faithful to complete it. And so if you have seen anything in the Elevation Church that you want God to do for you, one of the things, one of our hallmarks is excellence. And God has shown himself to be an excellent God through this church. And as, as I stand here under the unction of God, I, I, I impart the spirit of excellence unto everyone here present. That you will go out and be an excellent shining light to the whole world. Because you have been a part of this body in the name of Jesus. Let's put our hands together one more time. Amen. Amen, amen, all right. Okay, so to the work at hand. um, How many people were here last week Sunday? Ah, Okay, like three people. I know all you guys here were here, so that's cool. But if you were here last week Sunday, um, P.I. preached a wonderful message, a really, really wonderful message about God and the big picture. And I am going to try, and I emphasize on try, because P.I. is an MVP in this preaching kind of stuff. Me, I'm just coming up. So I'm going to try my absolute best to try and follow up that very heavy-hitter message. P.I. always talks about how he has a, you know, superstar, all-star, five-star messages. I only have, I've only preached here twice. No, this is my second time i be. So I'm not even there yet, but I'm trusting God to help me. Now, the theme, is, oh, these are my fans, please. I'm sure they are from Ibadan. Wonderful guys. Love you. God bless you. Now, um, so we're, we've been talking this month about the art of God, and if you're anything like me, I've been in church my whole life. So when BWS said to us, oh, this month the theme is going to be art of God, I was like, Man, it was turn near art of God. Oh, fuck. Do you understand? Let's talk about the wisdom of God, the power of God, revelation knowledge. Let's even use one of those ones that has like Greek, like Shekinah glory. Let's talk about that one. Which one is art of God? But the more I spend time just meditating on it, um, God started to break things up for me. And so the question is, why are we talking about art? What does that have to do with God? The truth is if you know who God is, you understand that art is important to God. The way God works is God looks at things. He actually envisions things in his mind, as it were, and calls them forth and they become. They are created. The Bible explains to us in Romans chapter 1 verse 20, it says the invisible things of God are clearly understood by the things that are created. So if you want to know who God is, if you want to know who God is and how he operates, you have to look at the things that are created. And that's the reason why we're taking the time here to give you insights, tips into how God creates things and how we as bearers of his image have been called to also be creators in the world that we live in. And so that's what I'm going to try and do today. I'm going to try and set the tone for what I hope will be a series of messages in the the coming weeks that will show you how you as a, as, a, as a carrier of the DNA of Christ can go about creating attractive solutions that the world will see and not just see for the cause of like giving you money but to actually, the Bible says, men will see your good works and glorify our Father in heaven. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, let's dive in a little bit. So why is It's important to understand God's creative power. So we see in Genesis, for instance, you know, it says, you know, um, in the beginning, God created. The first thing God ever did was create. And we often, because it's at the beginning of the book, and we think in the beginning can't be that interesting. So we kind of just gloss over it. We don't really spend time understanding why the first expression we see of God in his word is creation. And the thing is, creation is an integral part of who God is. God is by design, by, I don't want to say design, but God is by himself a creator. The first thing he is to us is a creator. Before he's a father, before anything else, he is a creator. And so the reason why it's important to understand this attribute of God is because we have been called into the world to create things, And order, direct, reshape, structure, fill our world. In the same way that God in the beginning said, let there be light. That's our job here on earth. We've been sent here as ambassadors of God's kingdom to essentially do what God did in Genesis on a consistent basis day by day. Now, the thing I want to explain, just try and talk about today is how we as creatives, how we... The Bible says, for men all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How we as creatives have fallen short of what God expects from us. Let me give you a few examples. And I'm going to try and paint these pictures as graphically as possible so you can see what I mean. God, or Whenever God encounters a problem, and I want to be clear, there's no problem for God. But whenever God encounters a problem with his people, he always thinks up the most ridiculous solution you can find. You know, every single time there's a problem... They come to God, they say, God, we don't have water. God says, okay, see that solid thing over there? Speak to it, water will come out. He didn't say, go and look for a river there, or, you know, dig in these things that are logical. God says, no, that's not what I want. Solid rocks, speak to it. We see in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 7, verse 3, it says that, um, you know, there was a Syrian army that was encamped around the Israelites. They came to fight with them. And so, let me just try and paint a picture. Imagine, you know, God is sitting on his throne, and an angel comes to him and says, Ah, sir, so your people, there's an army around them, they're about to come and destroy them. And God says to the angel, okay, what resources do we have in the area? angel is like, oh, you know, there's an army there. God's like, no, not that one. says, you know, there's another army there. Maybe they'll come, no, not that one. God says, okay, you know what? I see four Syrian lepers in the corner over there. see four lepers. That's who we are going to use to destroy this army totally unconventional. And the Bible says, even the lepers self did not know they were being used by God. They just decided, they woke up one morning, they say, if we go here, they kill us. If we go here, they kill us. Let's just go. One way shall, they shall kill us. Let's just be going. And while they are going, while they are on their way, the Bible says that the Syrian encampment that they were walking towards, they were going towards, those guys, four lepers were coming, but those guys were hearing the sounds of chariots. That's God creating a solution out of nothing. Ridiculous solution out of nothing. And I use the word ridiculous reverently. In another example, the Israelites again, and you see these guys constantly getting into trouble. The Israelites are in trouble. They want to go and fight. So God says, you know what? All these band leaders, put them in front. Tell Falabi. Falabi shouldn't carry any sort of, hold this microphone and just be singing and be going ridiculous, nothing about weapons of war. God didn't give them, you know, new innovative ways to build sword and king. just said, put Falabi, Josh, all of them, put them in front. We don't like the instrumentality, so let them be going first. Let them be singing as they are going. So the enemy will finish, <laughs> finish them first. But again, ridiculous solution for a problem. In another situation, Moses has been in the wilderness for, you know, 40 years thereabouts, just wandering around in the back desert, and God has been trying to reach him. So God says, this guy is not getting my attention. You know what I want to do? You see that bush over there? Angel X, go and light it on fire. Angel goes, light it on fire. And make sure it does not get consumed. And God orders Moses' steps so that he gets to the bush and he turns to see it. The point I'm trying to make here is that all our problems in life, there's a ridiculous solution for it. You just have to know the master who's at work. Amen. Amen. So we as children of God, we have access to the same creative genius. The same creative power has been placed inside us. We have solutions to what we see in the world. But you know what happens? We start off when we are born with a lot of excitement. We, we, we start off with a reservoir of creative power. But as we go through life, we start to meet people. And their expectations, their valuations of you, their fears are transferred onto you. And all of a sudden, your creative power goes from 100 to 50. And from 50 to 20. And then from 20 to 10. And then you come to a place like LifePoint and they say, where are the creatives? And only six people raise up their hand. Meanwhile, God has placed in you the power to create. But you yourself, because of the opinions of men, because when you were growing up, you drew a picture of a mouse and it looked like a cow. You assume that you have no creative power. Let me let me set a case study for you. There's a book um, that you know I, I heard about, and I'll just give you like a synopsis of it. It's called um, "The Genius of Jesus," and in that book, they were they were they were they were framing the case study. So what happened was in America, they found um, 1,600 1, students between the ages of three and five. And they did a survey on them, and they found that in that, in that group, that group of 1,600 students, each 98% of them showed creative genius. This is children between the ages of three and five. They went, and five years later, they tested them again. And they found that once these guys had gone from the age of five to about 10 years old, in that group, the creative genius had reduced from 85%, 98% to 30%. They waited again another five years, and they found that in this same group of children, the creative geniuses had reduced from 30% to 10%. And then in another study they did, they tested 250,000 American adults, and they found that in that group, the creative genius was 2%. Question, what changed from the child who was three to five, who was in the 98% group, who is now 15 years old? And it's not, and it's in the 10%. What has changed? I'll tell you. The opinions of men. The valuations of men. The expectations of men. You sit down, and I'm speaking from experience. You sit down, you say to your mom, I was, I was with a friend yesterday. She said, mommy, I want to do horse riding. And mommy said, horse from where? Which kind of horse? She said, to so me, I will pay for the horse. You will not be riding it. From where? That's creative genius that is being has throttled. You see, children today, children will say, Mommy, I'm a pilot. Pie from where? Which plane are you going to fly?" I, mean, I, I did it. I wanted to be a pilot, and I wanted to be a soldier, and I wanted to be a, a musician. I'm none of the above. <laughs> I'm currently working for the man. Well, I'm not. I'm not. a, I'm not, I'm, yeah, a musician. I mean, I'm an up-and-coming artist. Do you understand? I'm not there yet. But the point I'm trying to make is that non-creative behavior is learned. God makes you and puts inside of you his creative power. And then we, as we grow up, we start learning how to be non-creative. That's the, that was the, the conclusion they came to. They said non-creative behavior is learned. Our proficiency in expressing our creativity gradually drops off as we learn to accept other people's opinions evaluations and beliefs. What we have seen in adults is that the five-year-old creative genius on the inside of them is still working to try and break himself out. But every day, you come up with an idea, and you say to yourself, man, you can't click. You can't click. You know why I can't click? Because I live in Nigeria. Or you come up with an idea and say, man, you can't click. You know why I can't, I don't have access to 10 billion. Constantly, day by day, suppressing the artistic potential God has placed on the inside of you, And God isn't happy. And so I come with this word to tell you, you need to start to dream again. You need to start to believe again. You need to start to push yourself to do the things that come to your mind. Don't be limited by what you've heard of people. Look at it. Lola's God experience today. She said, all her life, she has been told several things. You are not this, you are not that. And she came to this place with that expectation that see, I'm not a, an outgoing person. People won't love me. And in the right place, in the right location, with the exposure to the right kind of, motive, right kind of people, right kind of word, suddenly somebody who seemed to be in her shell breaks out and is now an energy queen, according to her. What has changed? Let me ask you a question. Was she not like that at birth? She was. But the expectations of men have limited the creative power on the inside of her. I'll show you scripture so that you don't think that the man just came here to come and do motivational speech is a lie. I'll show you scripture. The word of God says you are free indeed. Question, how many of you are free enough to do the things that you want to do in your heart? I'll give you a classic example. I want to go to Switzerland. But I'm not free in my heart. And, and I'm being very frank with you. Let me tell you the things that I'm considering. One, if I call my parents and I say, excuse me, sir, I'm going to Switzerland, my father will say, who sent you? If I tell him God, he'll say, God that told you didn't tell me. And so everything in that line that I want to do, every creative solution I want to make in that line, because of the expectation of one man, or well, in some cases more than one, my my creativity is hampered. But Jesus said, You are free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Yes, that scripture applies to freedom from sin. Agreed. But there are ideas that God has placed in your mind that you are still you are, you are still capturing them. You are still boxing God in. God says to somebody, says, classic example. He says to the near man, he says, Look, crazy idea. You are sick, abi River. Sickness. River. Jump. You'll be free. Nyama says, "What do you mean, me?" Big, it cannot click. First of all, who are you? You're sending me to the river. Ridiculous solution. But it takes a little child to come to him and say, "Sir, if they told you to jump from the highest mountain, you would do it. This is a simple thing, and you're refusing. Just try it and see. There are many simple things that God has placed in our hearts." That we are refusing to try because to us it seems illogical. Or I'm too big for that. Hmm, it's a word. Good word, Demnadi. Pass myself in. (laughs) Let's read from the Bible. Zechariah 1, 18 to 21. And for those of you who haven't read your Bible to all these big prophets, just take my word for it, but also go home and go and study it. Yeah? Um, so we'll read it together. Zechariah 1:18. I hope you have your Bibles with you. Yes? Okay. You have your own Bibles. So let's read it together. Zechariah 1, 18 to 21. He says, Then I, I being Zechariah, lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, what are these? And he answered me, he said, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. I can preach on this another time. And the Lord showed me four horns carpenters. He, then he said, I, what come these to do? And he spake, saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah so that no man did lift up, lift up his head. But these are come to fray them to cast out the horns of the Gentiles. Which, Let me just summarize so that some people, some people are confused. Zechariah comes to God and God shows him a picture. And in the picture, what does he see? Four horns. Now, if you know what a horn is to a, to a cow, a horn is what they use to to finish somebody. If they, if they hit you with your horn, that's it. And in this thing, Zechariah sees four horns and they're set up. And he asks God, what are these horns for? And God says, look, these horns, they've come to do two things. Scatter people and make it such that these people cannot lift up their head. They can't keep their head above water. They can't look far. They can't see things. And this scripture encapsulates a lot of people in our generation today. Because of the horns that they've experienced, they are scattered abroad. You ask this guy today, What are you doing? I'm a tech bro. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm in fintech. What are you doing the day after? I'm, I'm, I'm now a, a health enthusiast. I I want bros. I'm now a hench. No idea where their purpose is in life. They just go with the tide. Ask another girl, what are you doing? Man, today I'm just depressed. I can't get my head above water. You pray for her, you are healed in Jesus' name. You speak to her tomorrow again. I'm still depressed from that yesterday, it didn't go. You speak to her next week again. See, I was good Monday, Tuesday, but Wednesday, something happened. I'm now re-depressed. You think that it's because they don't want to, but the truth is they're experiencing severe opposition that is causing their head to consistently hang down. These horns, some of their expressions are fear. One of the expressions of the horns is fear. Fear of man, fear of society, fear of culture stops you from experiencing what God has created on the inside of you. Another one, jealousy. Because Falabi is going to get Grammy now, I feel like I can't release my song. Because who would buy my song when my guy is going to the Grammys? So, because of jealousy, I refuse and I put a cap on the expressive power that God has placed on the inside of me. Another one regret. I did this thing in the past, I'm not good enough anymore. So, I regret. And I feel like because of that, I can't create. And if you notice, the key to all these things is that they are addicted to the past. They keep looking to the past as a reason why you can't do something today. And so that's what I want us to try. And every time an idea comes to your mind, once you are evaluating it, ask yourself, am I making this evaluation based on something that has happened in the past or based on what God has told me today? And as you make those evaluations, you will start to see, the Holy Spirit will start to reveal this thing is because you fear what people will say. This thing is because you are jealous of somebody else. The reason why you want to hammer is because you have seen another one of your queens hammering. So you decide as, as she's hammering, me too, no, so I want to hammer that way. Or the reason why you're doing this is because you regret something you did in the past. No. These things are holding your soul down, they're like chains, they hold you down from achieving the creative expression that God has placed on the inside. Let me give you an example. One day I was in uh, Pastor Folabi's car. We were going, and we were jamming one of his previous albums. The new album is coming out, by the way. Grab your copy. Coming soon. And we were jamming one of the albums, and he just made a remark. He said, man, this is my album. That when I listen to the songs, I'm just like, man, the writing is not so great. You- And me, I was sitting in the car beside him. And I said, if me, I wrote this song, I would be clapping for myself. But regret, that regret has placed a cap on me and I'm not willing to do the creative things that God has called me to do. Brethren, God's word to you today is forget the former things. Remember not the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing and it will spring forth. Who is willing to partner with the Lord today? Good. Let's continue. So what does God do? In the face of these horns, God raises up carpenters. Now again, like I said, you will think that in the face of a horn, God will be like, ah, you know what we need? We need soldiers to come and remove the horns. Or we need uh, something else. But God says, you know what we need? Carpenter. So help me call Brother Wasiu, Brother Shola, Brother Dele, and brother Sister Kemi, all those carpenters from road, let them come. And the Bible says that they will beat and fray those horns to the point where those horns cannot be seen anymore. The point I'm trying to make is that the creative power of God, the power that comes from freedom in God, is what will help you overcome the limitations of your mind, the regrets of the past. Example, Saul has been dominated by an evil spirit. That evil spirit is as a result of decisions Saul had made in his in his past, all things he had been doing had opened up a door for the devil to come and torment him. What does God do? God sends David and David begins to play on his harp and the Bible says as David plays, the evil spirit departs from him. How many people have you met who have sickness in their body? And rather than, I mean, I want to be clear, I'm not saying you should not pray for people who pray. But instead of praying for them, you say, you know what, sit down. Let me bring my piano for you. We sing today. Your evil spirit will depart. It seems like an illogical thing to do. But that's how God solves his problems, our problems in the Bible. Another one. Jacob is turning to Laban's sheep. Laban says, we're going to divide this sheep based on this one, based on that one. Jacob decides, you know what? Let's take root. We cut it a certain way. We put it inside the water. The animals, be looking at it. The reason why we think that story makes sense is because I've heard it so many times in Sunday school. But if you go and meet a farmer who does not know God and tell him that you know what you should do, to make this thing work, cut the wood like this and put inside water let them be drinking. He will look at you, are you ridiculous? But the truth is, God is in the ridiculous things. God is in the things that don't make sense. The Bible says, the wisdom of God is not good for the man, for common man. It makes no sense to him. The, it says, the, <clears throat> the foolish things of God are there to confound the wise. God will say to you, do this. You say, it doesn't make sense to me. Talk to this person. It doesn't make sense to me. Sit down on, your, on the floor of your room. I'm coming to talk to you. Sit down on the floor for a while. My floor is dirty. God is telling you today. That's the point I came to make. Your artistic expression is for God wants to use that for his glory. And to do that, you're going to have to do some crazy things. And if you in your mind are constantly telling yourself, I can't do this because it doesn't make sense. God will not be able to use you to your full capacity. We see this in the life of Jesus. There's no bread. Bring the five loaves. I will pray the bread will multiply. And he tells them, take the bread and be going. And they're looking at him like, eh, sir, five loaves and can just be going, be serving them. Ridiculous. But that is where the creative power of God comes to play. What is that thing that God has told you to do? That you're saying, this thing does not make sense to me. That is where the creative power of God is coming to play. God has placed creative artistic solutions on the inside of you, but you have to give that creative artistic genius the freedom to operate. That is how the Master works. The Bible says it is God who works in and through us to will and do of his good pleasure. If you want God to work through you, you have to be willing to look like a child, to look like a fool. We hear that lyric all the time I will be even more undignified. If God says, fall on the fly, fall. If God says, cry, I cry. Because that is where God, the Bible says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. The minute you decide, look, God, I don't understand this, but I'm going to do it, that's when God's strength shows up. So, as we continue, getting closer to the end of this, and I know that, honestly, I want to be honest with you guys, I had a really exciting word planned. I was going to come, I was going to crack jokes, you know, standard stuff, just make you guys very happy so that we all laugh together and we'll go home. But as I prepared, I felt such a strong burden in my heart that God wanted to change our mindsets on this thing. There are so many things, so many things that God wants to do through us that we have limited. The Bible says you have restricted the Holy One of Israel. You've limited His hand. You've God can't move through you because you told him, God, no, no, this one doesn't work. And God is saying to you today, will you let me? Will you let the master do his work? Will you let me show myself strong on your behalf? Will you let me? God's solution for restriction and bondage was a people that were free to creatively express him. Carpenters, artisans, People who just decide, you know what, I have an idea in my head. I'm just going to try and do it. And I trust that God who put the idea in my head will give me the provision, the skill, the wisdom, the strength to do it. That's what God wants from you today. When the Bible says you are create, you are his masterpiece created unto good works, a lot of us, you know what we do? We read, you are God's masterpiece and we stop there. But the whole reason why you are a masterpiece is because you are created to do good things. How many of us are doing those things? The degree to which you are a masterpiece is the degree to which you are doing good things. That's what that that verse is saying. So, what do we do? How do we get the master to work in us? And I'm going to wrap up. The first thing is find location. The Bible says there's a place called there. Gideon has to go to the threshing floor to meet God there. Where is that location? We say it all the time. I was, I was listening to something yesterday, a podcast yesterday, and the person was saying that she heard, she came to church, a new believer, and came to church, and they said, oh, you must go to your prayer closet. So she went to her closet and locked the door. I said, that's what these people say that we should be doing. So she went there, and she shut the door, turned off the lights. I'm in my prayer closet, and she prayed. There is a place you have to get to where you will meet God. You want, to meet, you want to meet God, you have to find your burning bush. You want to, you, you want to marry somebody. <laughs> you want to marry. The Bible says that Abraham said, I've been in the way the Lord led me. Abraham is looking for a wife for his son. He sends his servant. His servant starts to go. And he's going on this journey. And the Bible says, as he was in the way, the Lord led him to the right person. There's a, there's, there's a key to being in the right place. A lot of us, we get to a place where God wants to meet us. And because of little inconveniences, we shrug ourselves and say, I, I, can't, I can't manage here. I can't stay here. The person who, the artist who wants to create art, who wants to paint, has to sit in front of that easel and paint and work and work. If he decides, I'm done painting, I want to go and start that painting will not continue. The sculptor who wants to create a, sculpt, a sculpture, he has to sit with it and carve and carve. Stay in that location until the work is done. The potter who wants to create a pot has to sit. He will bend over the thing and work and work until the sculpture, is, until the pot is made. Where is that location where you and God meet one-on-one? And he can start to give you the solutions, the creative ideas to change the world around you. The truth, Life Point is one of those places. I'll give my testimony. I've been in church my whole life. I've served in, in, in church my entire life. But it wasn't until I came here that I met people in this place who began to call out the goodness of God on the inside of me, who began to call out the creative genius of God on the inside of me, who said to me, and I didn't like it at first. They used to say, I'm a bishop. I said, I'm not a bishop. No. But they called me that over and over and over again. And as they did that, I began to see more of God's bishophood coming out of me. What are they calling you? Chama. Is that what you want to be? Just a chama? Or super super <laughs> super super. That's what we call him. He's gonna be super, supernova. Where, are the, where is that location that God has? Stay where you are planted, folks. Stay where you've been planted. It's in that place that your creative power will come out. The Bible says, it says, can the pot say to the potter, what are you doing to me? Stay where you are planted. It's while you are there that people will start to call out the greatness of God on the inside of you. Stay where you are planted. Stay in that location. The next thing, position. So I said the first thing, location. The second thing, position. Moses is in the right location, wilderness. He's doing his own thing. And there's a bush burning in the corner. The Bible says, and then Moses turned aside to behold the great sight. You can be in the right place, but if you are not in the right position, you will not be able to encounter God. I'll give another example. Jacob is in a place. He wakes up and he says, God was in this place, but I didn't know it. He was in the right location, but the way he was positioned was not positioned to be able to experience God properly. So you can be here with people who are calling me bishop and calling him super. And because you have positioned yourself and closed yourself up, because somebody said to you, you are not good. You are not worthy of love. You hide yourself and you sit somewhere in the back and as soon as they say uh, let's take our closing charge you pack your Bible, you pack your bag and you are walking to the car park, no who will see you and call you what God has called you who will see you and sing that song over you, you are loved you are chosen, God has spoken over you and that is enough before Falabi and the band can come and sing, you have packed your load, you are gone says, she finished preaching, she says, let's pray. She said, this prayer is not for me. And that's where the declarations over your life are going to be made. So you are in the right location, but you are in the wrong position. People of God, if you want the creative power of God to be expressed through you in this day and age, you must be in the right place, at the right time, facing the right way. Another example, Daniel. In the right place, Daniel, it says, and I, Daniel, turned my face to the east and I started praying. There are days when you will pray, but because your face is not facing where God is, God can't hear you. Your position is important. We say that all the time. I speak to the people in the band. I say, when we are singing, and we are enjoying ourselves, we are giving God glory and everything. Yes, fine. When we are worshiping, take the position of a servant. New power. talk to God. Let your heart be communion with the person who can make you what he wants you to be. Moses says this, he says, now if I have found favor on your side, teach me your ways. You have to be able to talk to God and say, Lord, if I have found favor on your side, teach me your ways. Teach me to be creative like you. Let me see a problem. And in the same way, you call forth light out of darkness, let that be my immediate response. When my friend comes to me and says, I'm depressed, let my immediate response be to call out light for that person. Mary, I'm depressed. No! You're a child of God. Your head is held high. You are the seed of God, who, the righteous who has, He has chosen to bless. You are head above, and not tail, above only and not beneath. No weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. It's only when that person can live in the reality of what you said. That's when his creative power can start to come out. Hmm. Matthew 18, 3-4 says, Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter If you don't change the position of your mind to think like a child, children believe anything. They're not they don't go there. There's a cow inside. Ah, I'm not going. They're not they sit down inside this box, it will take you to heaven. I'm sitting down. You must change your thinking dramatically. Dramatically, when they call and they say, Who can do this? immediately you started to list all the reasons why you can't do it. No! Change your thinking dramatically. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who wants to lead small groups? I can do it. And let God give God room for creative genius to come out of you. It's not every small group, cyclist alone. No. Think about what God can do through you. Give God room. God, I want to lead a small group this season. Let creative artistic genius come out of me. And then God will start to give you ideas and don't say no. Give God room, process it. Yes, God, I will do it. And God will give you wisdom, understanding. So, like I said, first thing, location. Second thing, position. And the third thing, replication. You are not called to hoard creative power. For I'm talking to you, all guys in the band, you are not called to hoard Josh. You are not called to hoard creative power. As it's coming inside of you, expand. As it's giving you ideas, replicate. You have been called to demonstrate the love of God to a world, to an offhand world. If God gives you ideas and you shut it up on the inside of you, it will corrupt you from the inside. God says, Demand they start this business." You say, "No, I don't have money, so I'm not starting." And that thing dies on the inside of you. The person who built your mobile phone got an idea and said, I'm going to do it. And I did it in his garage. Refuse to be, to be limited by the opinions of men. So there's one person here, you have a song, it's just four lines. you are saying, no, I'm not going to release it until I have 15 to 16 lines. No. Let it out. Let the creative power of God come out of you. Collaborate with God. In Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to preach. One of you is called here to preach. And you refuse because you think you are too small. No! Let the creative power of God inside you come out. He says, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. There's one of you here. All your friends are depressed. All your friends, they are, they, they've broken their hearts. All of them are single. And it's you they come to all the time. They say, Mary, I'm single today. You have, the Spirit of God is upon you to bind up the brokenhearted. Let it out. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives. You know people who have been locked up with addictions. With, with all kinds of things. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. creative power is inside of you to free them today. It says, and the opening of prison doors. To all those who are bound. If that doesn't describe the world that we live in today, I don't know what does. Men who think they are women. Women who think they are men. Bound by the ideologies of other people. The spirit of the Lord is upon you today to break that. Don't limit God. Ah, I wish I could say it with more power. Don't limit God. It says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all those who mourn. Day in day out. I meet people mourning. Sad. Broken. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. But because of the opinions of men. You shut it up. God says open up the ancient wells. Let my spirit come out. How to do work in this earth. Who will I do it through? Is it you? It's not just reserved for the band or for the pastors. It's all of us. Creative power on the inside of you. It says to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of God. Hmm. I will see as of Jesus is how how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. Your creative power is to go about doing good. He will come to you with a problem and that's how Jesus lived his life. If you read the the Gospels, he's walking from point A to point B. Jairus comes to him and says, my daughter is, is sick and about to die. Okay, let's go. I have a creative solution for her. As he's walking, the woman in the issue of blood comes. I have a creative solution for you. All along the way, creating, 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 doing good, doing good, doing good. Don't let your good be hidden on the inside of you. Do good. Open up your heart. Guys, I'm a bit worried that my message didn't come across, but I hope it did. The burden on my heart was so strong. We've limited the Holy One of Israel because of regret, because of fear, because of the opinions of men because of jealousy let's rise on our feet as we pray sorry if this is not a superstar message but the word of God was so strong on my heart and I felt it was so important to say this you are the masterpiece of God created unto good works do good like Jesus start to ask God God what is it you would have me do what is that dream you've placed on the inside of me? Jesus says, if you cannot come to me like a child who believes anything and everything, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Lord, what is that dream you've placed on the inside of me? What is that vision you gave me at six, seven years old to do? Lord, give us strength. Give us strength. Give us strength, Lord. Pray. Come on, guys. Pray. Pray. God has placed, Bible says God has placed eternity in the heart of every man. God has placed a dream in your heart. And he's saying to you, this dream I have placed on the inside of you, are you willing to let me bring it to pass? Pray. Pray. Come on, guys. Pray. 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 I know what God has placed on the inside of me. Lord, give me strength. Give me the faith of God to be able to dream, to be able to see darkness and call it light, to be able to see weakness and call it strength. God, give me the faith of God to be able to let your creative power flow out of me. Hey, Lord, open up the channels of my spirit. Open up the womb of my spirit so that out of my belly will begin to flow rivers of living water, creative power that will change the world so that the kingdom of this world will now become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. God, open my eyes to see see the wonderful things that you have prepared for those who love you. Lord give me the strength to be able to rise up like Deborah, to rise up like Caleb and say give me this mountain for an inheritance. Lord raise me up. Raise people along with me so that together we will see this vision. And because the vision has been set for this appointed time we will run with patience the race that has been set before us. Lord I am no longer held back by the opinions of men. I am no longer held by public opinion. I am no longer held Held back by the things people say. I am not what they say, I am who you say I am. So, Lord, I determine in my heart to do the things you have said for me. Oh, Jesus, you are my strength. You are my strength. Lord, strengthen me. Oh, Lord. Rekosunda Labramendo Lusha Kalabasso Tongaya. Reposonga Liebo Lussa Kambala. Ye prosu calabasa ta kelabosata. Re kebondolusha tambrama kala. Lord give me boldness. Give me boldness. Give me boldness. Give me boldness, Jesus. Rekosutonga labremekolosaya. Bor Rasa Kalabandoloha. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Give me boldness to go to do a man doing what you called me to do. No, begin to find the flames. Find the flames in me. Find the flames in me. Stir up the gift of God in me. In the into flame, the gracious gift of God, the inner fire, the special endowment which is in you through the laying on of my hands with those of the others at the ordination. He says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, because your word says the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Lord, I am but a vessel. I do not have the strength in me to give your word in the way that it should be given, but Lord, I know that you cause your word to go into the hearts of men and reap change. So, Lord, I speak oracle of god i ask lord that your word begin to cause a transformation in each life so that lord the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our god and his christ let your kingdom come Let your will be done in the name of jesus we have prayed and all god's people who believe said amen and amen hallelujah thank you for listening to a message from the life point church to download more free messages please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.